This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, the guy who runs the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, um, he, he had an interesting you know, uh, tweet today saying basically, you know, the media is... The media. Uh, ...is uh, projecting, you know, three to four wide receivers in the first round. And what he is hearing is that there's only one guy, and you'll, you'll be happy to know this, but there's only one guy... Uh, that the teams really have a first round grade on, uh, and that's JSN, your your top um, rookie prospect. Uh, after all the guys that you've charted here, I, I don't know what 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 are your thoughts on that? Do you kind of agree with that sentiment that there's really uh, again just one guy or maybe one or two guys that uh, have a first round grade in your mind? Yeah, so um, I do agree that there's a. Uh, difference or in a drop off from JSN to the rest of the guys. Um, I think he's the clear top receiver in the draft. You know, we talked about him on the last episode and how bullish I was on him based on his man and zone success rates combined. And, and, you know, the easy translation to the NFL game that I think he's going to have. Uh, so I agree with that. It's also worth noting when you hear stuff like this, Jim Nagy and talked to like all 32 teams. Okay. Uh, so, uh, he, you know, he's definitely not like representing the entire league's position. So I'm sure yeah. there are a lot of teams with just one first round graded receiver. Um, by the way, like teams don't have 32 first round grades to give out. Usually yeah, teams in the back half, there are going to be receivers back drafted in the back half of the first round that are not first round receivers uh, on, on teams boards. That's happened before. Um, it's always going to happen, right? Uh, so right. that that's worth remembering that I think just because we've seen like four or five guys mocked in the front, and four or five is kind of aggressive, but yeah. um, overall, yeah. So, you know, I, I think I mentioned this on the show before that I'm, I'm working on prospect rankings for the last three draft classes um, combined, like basically where I ranked guys in 2021, 2022, and now in 2023, like a combined board that it's tiered out. Of course, baby, you know, I got to have tears. Uh, it's all tiered <laughs> out with my notes of the right. guys coming into the draft. And then like kind of my opinions on their post draft play, basically, like, how are they going up? Have they gone down? Have they stayed the same? Obviously that's not going to apply for the current year's rookies. So that should be on the site uh, either tomorrow or later this week. And I think it actually is a good illustration of this exact point though. And, and why I kind of agree with it, that my first two categories are top 10 worthy receivers. Okay. I don't have any receiver from this class in that group. And then the second group is just clear first rounders. And I have just one guy 
in that group. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then the next group is late round one slash very early round two picks. And that's where I have four receivers from hmm. this draft class and um, two from last year's draft class. So again, that's going to be on the site. I won't, I won't spoil it too much, but yeah. So basically I think that's, that's kind of where I view this class overall, that there's one guy that I think is a no doubt about it first rounder, but he's not like as good as some of the guys we've seen coming out the last couple of years. And then really, I think the meat of this class is going to be on that round one to two turn and uh, into day two as well. Yeah. Uh, seems like there's a lot of really intriguing day two guys, uh, if you want to ask me. Um, and one of those dudes, in my opinion, it might be A.T. Perry. By the way, we, we've got a new crop of, uh, of prospects up on the website, receptionperception.com. Um, Matt kind of hit all, all the top name dudes uh, earlier on a couple weeks ago. And then now second round of, um, again, I, I think a lot of day two, day three prospects here um, are, have just hit the site. One, one of the more intriguing names to me, I think, is A.T. Perry uh, at a Wake Forest, Matt. He's 6'3", uh, about 200 pounds. He ran a 4'4", So he's got the requisite height, speed combination uh, that you would like to see as an outside wide receiver. Um, when I watch him play, uh, by the way, 11.1, 11 foot, uh, one inch broad jump too, which is just, I mean, that really speaks to some short area burst from AT Perry. But when I watch the guy play, I I like the feet. He's got sweet feet. Uh, not sure about Mm -hmm. the hands. Um, the hands are a little shaky to me. Uh, and and again, not really to me anyways, uh, a very good contested catch dude. Uh, but what does uh, what was your charting telling you about this uh, kid out of Wake Forest? Yeah, there's definitely some prospects like all the guys that are going to go early feel like they're slot flanker types, smaller receivers. But you know, when you get to day two, there are definitely some bigger body guys. And we'll talk about oh, them yeah. on uh, this episode. P- Perry, I think, is interesting because, yeah, I actually I, I don't know if you've read the profile, James, but um, at one point, I'm pretty sure I actually said like, I can't. Well, oh yeah. Uh, one note. I can't wait to discuss this player on the Reception Perception podcast with James <laughs> Co. As I know he simply cannot quit the X receiver prototype, especially if they measure at six foot near there yes. or run a sub four five forty yard dash as <laughs> Perry did. So correct. And here we are. We're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, uh, let's go. 100%. Uh, the first guy. The first guy James brings up. So no, yeah, I think Perry's interesting. I love your your thoughts about like his his quick feet because I think one thing that you you look at in his profile is like. His curl route, his slant route success rate is really high. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's he moves look and operates like an NFL X receiver. That's for sure. I think he yeah. has like the size. He has the fluidity at that size to win against press man coverage. Sixty eight point seven percent success rate versus man. Seventy point seven percent success rate versus press. Those are pretty good numbers. Um, I sampled his 2021 season because that was just where I could find the most consistent film. Uh, so not his most recent season, but um, I think you see a player like in the games I sampled, I, ha- I had him winning eight of 10 contested targets. I know his hands have gotten some questions, but I think he shows the ability to do it. He just needs to be a little more consistent with it, probably over the course of an entire year. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's interesting because he, I don't know that he has great long speed, even if he ran a pretty decent 44 yard dash i think he struggles with like off man coverage to run past guys to stack defenders on those routes so you know i i kind of um again i'm gonna reference this axis of players a lot okay um but like that you know the Devonte parker to t higgins axis of x receivers like 
I think he could fit in somewhere along there. Obviously, that's not bad, right? Like we've also talked no. about guys like DJ Chark and Terrace Marshall, you know, on the lower end of that access. And maybe Perry goes down that range. But, you know, we're talking about big X receivers that are going to line up on the line of scrimmage and, you know, run vertical routes. But I think Perry shows you some ability to win on, on shorter routes as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's interesting. Uh, the great Lance Zierlein also makes a Devontae Parker comparison. So I, I think uh, when two of my favorites uh, start making that comp, I think that makes a lot of sense. Although it doesn't really line up with what I was talking about. And again, I, I'm not sitting down marking grades or anything, but just off of what I could see with the eyeball test, I personally didn't think he was that great in, in contested catch situations. Um, but Devontae Parker is like an all-timer uh, in terms yeah. of contested catch guys. As you have pointed out it's because he has to make those catches because he can't separate <laughs> which is fine yeah. uh, but again uh i i didn't i didn't quite see that but uh but again if you and, and lance zerline are saying it man then then I, I think there's uh there's a lot of meat on that bone um, I'll, but again, I'll offer another comparison too. um george yeah. pickens his, some of his uh, rp success rates from uh, his collegiate profile george pickens are pretty similar to uh to A.T. Perry's A.T. Perry, just like more of a Bud Light version of that. Uh, you know, I, always, I used to call Amon Ross St. Brown the Bud Light Cooper Cup. Bud like Light. maybe A.T. Perry could be <laughs> Bud Light George Pickens. And, you know, Pickens obviously gets like lauded for his contested catch like highlights. But he's another guy that it's just, is not consistent there. He, he'll drop passes as well that he probably should catch. Like the, the, the government doesn't want you to know that George Pickens at, at variety of times last year had a higher <laughs> drop rate than, uh, than Deontay Johnson, um, big, big receiver, uh, big, big, big receiver. Doesn't want you to know that, uh, George Pickens actually had a higher drop rate than Deontay Johnson and, and makes those, uh, some of those same mistakes. But yeah, I think Perry, so again, that's he's George Pickens is definitely on that axis of, like, are you going to be Devontae Parker? Or are you going to graduate all the way to T. Higgins type player? So I think that's go. another good comparison for uh, for A.T. Perry. Yeah, uh, according to your data here, 83.3% success rate on the corner route, 78.6% success rate on the post. Those are two fantabulous numbers, man. Those are great, great numbers. Uh, but wasn't that efficient on the nines, 46.9% success rate on the nine, which is I don't, to be honest with you, it's a surprise, is it not, when you've got a guy who is this size with that kind of speed, uh, that kind of tested speed, uh, you know, four, so four, four, seven, 40 speed and, and you know, pushing six, four. I, I'm surprised at the collegiate level and especially the given the conference that he was in doesn't have more success or at least didn't have a higher success rate on the nine route. Yeah, that's why I think he's a really fascinating player. You know, his success rate versus zone coverage, too, is the fifth percentile for college prospects. Really? Like, I I know I said a lot of good things about his press man numbers. That's why he's like a really a throwback receiver. I mean, if if we're talking about him as I think George Pickens was sort of that throwback player as well. You know, the more old time prototypical number one X receiver types, they beat press man coverage. But yeah, I mean, he, I don't think Perry's a really nuanced player. I think he really struggles again on that off coverage. He's at his best in combative situations where 
that guy's going to be tight on the line of scrimmage with him and he can snap him off on a curl route. You know, he can even, you know, that the stem of the route work, the guy at the stem of the route on corners on posts and stuff like that, but just straight up run past the guy, stack the, def- stack the defender get open on a nine route. That's really not in his bag at this point, hmm. which is why I think he's probably more of like a, I think he's a day two candidate, but maybe more like late day two um, reaching into you know, maybe uh, I think someone team will like him in the third round is my guess.